you are the podcast master. Hey everybody, welcome to the Matt West Now podcast. I'm your host, Matt West. My guest this week is Andrew Alvidrez, a world-class bull rider um, and just a world-class guy. I really love sitting down because every time I, I sit down and we have a conversation together, we end up leaving with so much positivity and talking about chasing goals, talking about you know overcoming obstacles. Andrew broke his neck uh, at the end of 2020, right before the PBR World Finals. We talk about how he recovered from that, his road to getting back to where he wanted to be as an athlete, and just you know his story. Um, just a, a great, great young man. I hope you guys are going to enjoy this. I also want to remind you guys about our friends at Beck Sunglasses. It's summertime. You got to protect those eyes. You got to look cool, and you got to save money when you do it. So when you log on to BeckSunglasses.com and you make your order, make sure you use the code MATT. It's M-A-T-T. I'm going to save you a little bit of money there on some cool Beck sunglasses. Also, big shout out to WSM Auctioneers on Instagram. It's Western Sales Management out of Arizona. If you're not already, give them a follow at WSM underscore auctioneers and make sure you check out their big sales the second Saturday of every month. So glad to have those folks on board. Incredible family. And I promise you, whatever it is you're looking for, uh, they're probably going to have it the second Saturday of every month. Uh, again, thank you guys so much for tuning into the podcast, continuing to support the podcast. Thanks so much for all the DMs. Thanks for all the love on social media. And if you haven't been doing that, what are you waiting for? Hit the subscribe button. Make sure you toss us one of those five-star ratings. Leave your uh, thoughts on our podcast review as well. And if you're listening to this and you enjoy it or you didn't enjoy it, I don't care. Uh, do it anyways. Just screenshot it. Put it on Instagram. What? Megan's laughing at me. I'm just kidding. I do care if you like it, but I want you to tag us on Instagram. Tag Andrew. Let us know what you think about it and uh, get it out there on social media. We want to share your love. I appreciate you guys so much. You have no idea uh, how much fun it is to see you guys talking about the podcast. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm going to shut up now. And I'm going to get straight to the conversation. My conversation with the incredibly talented, incredibly motivating, goal-chasing Andrew Alvidrez. Okay, we did a podcast like a year ago. Mm-hmm. A year in Guthrie. Ago. Yes, sir. Because you were starting a podcast. Yes, sir. And so we sat down, we did one. Mm-hmm. But then it was like, okay, next week we're going to do my podcast. And it just never happened. Mm-hmm. We kept saying we were going to wait till we got in the studio and video and all that stuff. Um, I, I'm going to be completely real right now. This morning, I was in the gym, and I turned a corner in my workouts, and Cody Webster and I, we've been like holding each other accountable in a positive mindset. And I was watching some Michael Chandler videos and stuff like that, and I, I just said, you know what? It dawned on me what you said last night. I don't even I don't I don't even remember exactly what it was, but when we were leaving the building, it was so positive. And I was just like, that's what I need right now. I don't know why, but I know Andrew has the afternoon. So um thanks for doing this. <laughs> Appreciate it, man. Do you I'm, remember what you said? <clears throat> man, I honestly don't know, man. Like it's it's one of those things, like you know how you you're never always gonna be positive in your mind. You know what I mean? Like, there's going to be doubts. There's going to be negative, you know, just thoughts that come. And you get to the point where you almost have to start, no, don't think that way. Start right. talk like this. You know, like, I'm a big believer in the way you talk, even in your mind. 
even, even just talking in a joking way, always be positive about it because I feel like what you say dictates what you feel about yourself. Really. You have to speak things into an existence. Exactly. Yes, you sir. You have to. Mm-hmm. Uh, to be successful. Yes, sir. I mean, there's a lot of people that aren't going to do that. They don't care, but mm-hmm. they're going to have that life that like they're happy getting by. But yes, it, sir. In, in your world, you have to believe mm-hmm. 1000% that you're the best in, in the sport. Oh, 100%, man. Like you're, if you think about it, really think about it, you're already the underdog, man. Like going into this, like that's what bull riding like just intrigues me so much, man, because it's so you're by yourself. You know I me, mean? I'm a spiritual person. You're with God, of course, but you're really on your own in that shoot. When you nod your head, it's... There's no safety net. There's not. Yeah, you, you've burned all your bridges, pretty yeah. much. I don't know. Have you ever heard that saying? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Burn your bridges? I love that and, saying. And I, I, now I'm starting to wonder if that's where, uh, you know, the guys like Eric Nixick and those guys out of Extreme Couture, they're always saying burn the boats, mm-hmm. burn the ships, you know? Yep. And I'm wondering if that's the same mentality. Like, 100%. We had such a great conversation last night, and I wish I, I wish everyone could have been a fly on the wall in the locker room last night when me and the guys that I work with set. And it was, it was all about tapping in to that kid that wanted to be where we are right now and how we go back to that mindset and how we would have given anything to get where we are right now mm-hmm. because it's, it's the coming up that really is, the the journey and that's where you learn about yourself oh yeah man and it's funny how you say that isn't it crazy how in the bible always tells us to have a childlike mindset right right it it always tells us that yeah and it's funny you say that because man you get lost into just thinking about your everyday you know activities like i was eating lunch with austin and kyle uh kyle jones and we were talking about how like when you're a kid, you know, you see PBR as everything. Like, you, you can't wait to be there. Yeah. And now we're here, and it's like, you start complaining about stuff. Oh, it should, I should have done this, or whatever it is. If you go back to that childlike mindset, it, you'd be very more appreciative. It, you, Gratitude, I think that's yeah. what keeps you humble. Mm-hmm. That's what keeps you humble and hungry. Oh, yeah. Uh, you went to lunch with Austin Richardson. Yeah. Uh, did you go to Chuck E. Cheese, or what? <laughs> He's such a baby. Dude. <laughs> He's going to hate it hearing this. Oh, I know. <laughs> I'm going to show him. That's, I wanted him to come, but but oh, tell man. the story real quick that, that we were just talking about downstairs in the lobby. Oh, yeah. About uh, the airport. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm speaking for Austin right now because he'd yeah. probably say it the same way, but he was like, yeah, man, you know, I was in the damn airport and this woman came up to me and she was like, oh, was there like a youth rodeo event or something? <laughs> and he said he just looked at her like, no, ma'am, I'm actually a professional bull rider. Yeah, I'm actually in the biggest yeah. league in the sport. And even, he even said that she didn't look too convinced. Like, <laughs> But he's, what is he, how old is he? Is he He's 19? 21. Is man. he 21? He's 21. He's 21 and he looks every bit of 11 and a half. Oh man, he's he's going to look better than all of us when we're getting old. <laughs> I, I don't know, man. I feel like he's going to turn 25 and like lose all of his hair and just like look like shit. <laughs> That'd be funny. Oh no, he's he's such a good kid. Oh dude, man, he's probably one of the my Him favorite. and Kyle Jones both. That's oh. who you're with. Both those guys such good guys. It's crazy, man, like it's Going back to like that positive thing and stuff, you know, I always talk to my wife about this and I'm like, babe, it's like almost God gravitates the people I need in my life. Yeah. 100%. Like, like it, cause 
for example, like recently, you know, I'm I'm a big spiritual person, but I probably have more, I guess you could say, creative ideas about the Bible, you know, how it speaks. And for some reason, God decided to bring Kyle Jones into my life. We started to travel together more. And dude, this guy's yeah. actually in school for like, um, like the Bible, like yeah. learning about God and how to read the Bible. And I'm like, wow. Yeah. He, like, I was just talking to my wife about this, like, like God's gravitating people to me. You're, and, you're speaking it into existence. Yeah, it's, it's crazy, so funny man. how like me and Megan were just having this conversation this week, and we, we started talking about something, and the next day, boom, it pops up. Mm. I mean, in real life. And that's happened the last two weeks in a row. And so finally I was like, hey, you know, we, we're we going to win a million dollars in the lottery. But, you know, jokingly, but God is very much a provider. Oh, man, like <clears throat> anytime I get worried about something, Ain't anytime I get to worrying, I always have to remind myself, man, like just let him take the will. You know, like for example, when I broke my neck, man, I was at first, I was at first, you know, you leaves a hole in your gut. You know, you're gonna miss your first world finals, right? But then, because you broke your neck when I broke my neck in October, October, yeah. and yeah, Tanny came to me. He was like, "You're not gonna be competing at their first world finals this year. You're weeks away, yeah, from." attaining the goal that you've set out for yourself. And I, Hey, I'm going to speak for you because I've seen it. And I think anybody that's ever heard me announce your name realizes what a big fan I am. You have worked your ass off to get to that point and to qualify to that world finals. And I'm going to tell you, like I had a proud big brother moment because I was like, here we go. Thank you, bro. Like it's happening. Mm -hmm. And then weeks away, it's, it's, it disappears. Just like that, man. God gave a thing. He could take it away. Yeah, it's true. And I always see things, you know, like I always see things, even when it's really bad in my life, as blessings in disguises. Like, even when right. it's like, for example, breaking my neck, and it was crazy because you want to get emotional about it, you know, when you broke your neck and you can't compete your first world finals. But I remember walking out of the hospital and just praying to God, you know, talk to me, like just I yeah. need you right now. Went in my car and I just opened the Bible, man. Just first, whatever popped ran up, up, ran up. The first thing I saw was. Be still and know that I am God. Mm. Yeah. When, when that that's all I needed to hear. Like, and what's what's better way to keep me still than breaking my neck? I you guess. can't I'm, move. I'm, yeah, and one, I'm grateful that I'm walking because I have a grandfather, man, and he broke his C two vertebrae. Man, he can't walk right now. So, for me, being able to walk right now is just a miracle in itself, man. You, which was yours? C seven. C seven. And so, is that up higher? It's the. The Lower. low, the lowest Lower. one before it becomes your back. Okay. Okay. So yeah. So the C two, he is broke. Up higher. Yeah, C two. My grandpa broke. He fell off. Uh, I believe it was a, a con- concrete roller. I forgot oh. what they call those things, man. Like working. Yeah, he was working. He fell and man, he just they found him and he was just laying there. Sad ordeal happened about shit six years ago. Really? Mm-hmm. Um, you think that's where the work ethic in your family comes from? Man, I've. My whole life growing up, man, I've, it's so funny. Like, if you come to my, like, family, you, people are very, I come from a very prideful family of work. Like, all my cousins are literally, oh, I worked 80 hours this week. Oh, I did, you know, like, it's all about work. I remember growing up seeing my dad work, like, he was never in the house. Like, we used to always say, like, if dad gets to send to still, he gets in a bad mood. Right. Like, he has to be moving. He's got to be doing something. And as a kid, you know, we... We didn't grow up like my dad grew up, you know. So to us, he saw us as lazy. Like right. he would always tell us, like, man, 
why are y'all being lazy? So in that mind, as a young kid hearing that, you know, you develop this, if I'm not working, if I'm not doing something, I'm not bringing value. Like, like my dad had a really hard upbringing. So like his mindset is almost, you have to be working, you have to be doing something. How so? Man, just even if like let's say no, I mean like like how so? Why? What was rough? Like how how'd your dad grow up? Man, he was just he he didn't have he had a very hard life. You know, yeah. he, he ran away as a kid. Gotcha. So gotcha. that says a lot about it. You know, he he's never really told me about it. But just had to fend for himself. Thirteen years old, man, just ran away. Wow. Met my mom when he was eighteen. They got married. My mom was sixteen, and so it began. Yeah, they they got married. Had me at nineteen. Really? Yeah, they got married really young, man. That's all. I mean, but but <laughs> like they're they're great people. Oh man, they're definitely. That I always say this. I was raised by a strict father and um no, I was raised by a strict father and a stubborn mother. Which, which to <laughs> me, those are both positive. Exactly. Yes. Because I I don't want to like my parents weren't super strict, but I was I was I was raised much different than. Mm-hmm a lot of my friends mm. like a lot of my friends had more freedom and at the time i was super frustrated about oh that. man <laughs> you know it's easy to get caught up in well so and so gets to stay out till mm. midnight doesn't matter you're gonna be home at 10 oh yep i remember i went it was my senior year of high school i went to my first like gathering and this girl sees me at the campfire she was like oh andrew you go out cool like 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 you're not supposed to be here yeah like it was that obvious that i was like out with my friend yeah like even um i remember growing up man back to that work thing like i didn't like i was in sports in high school so whenever i was home you know i grew up in a small town i i didn't like sitting at home just yeah so i would go go to the gym man like i was in the gym six seven hours man like ridiculous like that's really that was my life like that I think that's where I gained my confidence, man. I just go in the gym. It, it's not even about the workout. It's about the mental, the emotional. It's people that don't do it don't understand. They don't it. Know, there is man. a whole different confidence that comes from, from you know, from putting that work in mm-hmm. and seeing results. I, I'm telling you right now because when I'm on the announcer stand, I'm the most confident human in the planet. Are on the planet. I I know where I'm at and what I'm doing, and no matter what happens, I got this. But I never had that confidence away from work until I started really making changes in the gym and learning, uh, you know, who I was there. And there was a there's a different confidence that mm-hmm. I have now. Like I never would have went to the beach with my shirt off. I never would have like just put my shoulders back and walked and held my head high like mm-hmm. i was always the guy that wanted to stay quiet in the corner mm-hmm. but there's something there's a pride that comes with working your butt off and accomplishing something and i think that outside of sports the gym may be the best place in the world to find that man you know i, I always you know i don't speak for everyone but if you're going through something if it's a breakup if it's a family member loss like i have a, one of my best friends you know he lost his dad and he just called me the other day he's like man I'm starting to work out yeah i said that is the best thing you can do right now mm-hmm. because something about breaking your body down when you're in the gym man you're you're battling yourself you are literally cuz you don't you're at first your mind's going to tell you no that's enough 
well, break through that. See how you feel mm-hmm. after that. Yep. You're going to find out a lot more about yourself, man, whenever you go into the gym. And I wish, this is something I have trouble with. I wish I could carry the person I am in the gym everywhere. Yeah. Same. I, Same. I, but I can't. It, it's so hard to tap into know. that mindset. Yeah, just that mindset of conquering, man. Just trying to be the best you can be. Like, literally, I love it. I yeah, just love you it, can, man. You know, your, your mind is such a tricky thing, man, because your mind can start to dwell on negative and start to dwell in certain areas that you want to get away from. But but the second you get your body busy and you start physically moving, your mind's going to try to take that away Mm. and try to get you to stop. And no, I'm sad. We're going to think about this instead. Mm. But if you keep pushing your body to a point that you're not supposed to get to or you don't think you can get to, your mind has to follow it. Oh, Your mind has to follow it. And so... That's where you block all of those distractions. That's where you block all of that negativity is when you push your body to a point where it's, okay, there's no turning back. We're going this way. Your mind has to follow, I I believe. I mean, and I think that's where it comes from in the gym. Oh, I agree, man. Like, even if, I don't know if you're like this, but you ever miss a workout and it ruins my day? Yeah. just Ruins my day. it, It goes to shit, man. Like, I remember one day I was just stressing like crazy. And my wife, Kaylee, she even told me, she's like, well, go work out. Mm-hmm. She said, go work out. I said, well, I already worked out. She said, go work out again. When worked out, oh, well, it's not that big of a deal. Like, what I was stressing over yep. is so little now. Like, I could fix that easy. But if you get to just sitting down, thinking about what you got to mm-hmm. do, deadlines are coming up, financial things, you know, you it can have a stress on you. Go get a workout in, man. You'll feel Here's better. Here's the other part of that, because Megan does the same thing. She's like, you need to go to the gym. Mm-hmm. Well, then I start to feel selfish. And I put more pressure on myself and stress because I'm like, well, if I go to the gym, that's selfish. And that's an hour, hour and a half away from what I could be doing over here. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, but if you're half-assing it over here, then you're not you're not doing anything to move forward. Go get your mind right. Get in the gym. Work out for an hour, hour and a half. You're going to be far more productive on the backside than you are just kind of floating through and stressing. Like, so go focus on yourself. Get that stress relief, and then you're going to be more productive on the other end. Man, I never thought of it that way. I like that. Honestly, me neither. I always felt so selfish taking that time for Mm -hmm. me, but that's where the productivity comes. You're going to be more productive when you you fully prepare to dive into something and you get your head right, then that's where you're more productive. It's that simple. Man, that makes so much sense now. It's almost like, because, man, when I get done with the workout, I feel energized. I feel... Like, I can just conquer my day. Mm-hmm. Like, even, like, I, I, I remember you said this at the PBR SPC Center, you know, the what Western Sports had for us. You are talking about daily goals. Right. right. Man, I, I need to get back to them. I've been slacking on them. I'm not going to lie. But it's but, so easy to do. Dude, when I was doing my daily goals, I felt so dominant. Like, mm-hmm. going to my weekend, that's probably what I need to start doing again, getting back on my daily goals. Like, just yeah. the, just the feeling of checking something off like i did this today that's a win before you know it you have let's say you have 10 daily things on your daily goals 
Monday through Friday. That's five. That's fi- yep. That's fifty wins. That's it, it, it's crazy how it adds up and mm-hmm. so fast. And it could be the littlest things. But when you actually write it down, when I when I wake up in the morning, or a lot of people do it the night before they go, you know, go to sleep, what they're going to do the next day, and little things that they have to accomplish. Like for me, it's always phone calls and emails, and then there's errands that I have to run, little things around the gym. If I don't write them down. It's easy for me to go, well, I'll do that later. I'll do that later. And then it becomes tomorrow. And then it's like a week later and I still haven't done it. When I write it down, I put it somewhere that I've got to walk by. It pisses me off to a point where it's like, oh, okay, I got to get this done. And I check that off the list. Well, there's only two more things on the list. I'll just knock them out and I can, you know, be done with it. Sometimes just, just being done with something is such a victory in your mind. Oh, yeah. It's almost to where you're, when you write it down, you feel committed to it. Yep. And when you don't do it, you're... It's accountability. Yeah. You're quitting on yourself. And that, to me, man, I I have the biggest... I feel guilt a lot, man. Like, if yep. I miss a workout, yeah, am I really trying to be the best? Like, I, I, I know Jose's out there. It, it There's someone out there, man, that wants to be the best. And I guarantee you, man, they are... They're doing something. I guarantee you, Jose doesn't miss anything he tells himself he's going to do. No, man. Like, that man, when he... Just when he walks into the arena, you can see any decision he makes in his life, he is for sure of it. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I feel like that's something that I struggle with and I still try to like get better at. Like Any decision I make, go for it. Be 100% with it. Look what Jose did with learning the English language. Oh, man. that he needs, people That's motivating to me, people dude. People don't realize, man, how, one, I'm, I'm Mexican. You know, I was born, I'm, well, I'm, I'm American. Both right. my parents are American. I understand Spanish. I can't speak Spanish. Right. That embarrasses me. So for me to see Jose come over here, he, when he was telling me, man, he said that he got all his land and everything that he owns now by himself. I said, how'd you do that? This one, his English was kind of broken, you know? Right. I just wanted to learn. Mm-hmm. He said he went out there, did it on his own, learned the ink. Just that is inspiring as hell, man. Like people don't give people don't clap their hands for that enough it's it's you know ridiculous I mean? yep that blows my mind like just you th- you think you're grinding yeah no <laughs> there's someone out there doing i love that oh man because it, every time you go to, uh, we keep talking about the gym i mean mm-hmm. obviously it's a huge part of both of our lives oh but yeah when you're in the gym for me i gotta figure out where i'm going and that's why like there's some corporate gyms i try to stay away from because there's nothing in there that really just fuels me I like being the guy that is in the worst shape. Like I love going to LA and you know, there's places in Denver and now Las Vegas, like the gym we went to in Las Vegas, the Dragon's Lair, Flex Lewis owns it. It's all bodybuilders. I just saw you post that mm-hmm. picture. Dude, when I was really watching bodybuilding high school, sorry to cut you off. No, you're good. Pump me up. I was like, this guy has met damn near every like bodybuilder i looked up like in how do you think school. i feel god i'm still man. a little kid man i loved watching flex lewis man because one he's a shorter guy yep. and i thought wow i can look like that you know right as a kid now i learn you know there's more to it than just right dude it's it you you have to dedicate every aspect of your life to be at that level oh man it's but you should dedicate every aspect of your life to be at this level. Mm-hmm. If you're a bull rider and you really want to be a world champion, you I mean, and that's where so many people see strain on relationships and strain on other aspects of your life because I mean, you asked JB Mooney, I think he would attest to this. I think every world champion would attest to it. You have to be 
selfish mm-hmm. in, in a way that a lot of people don't understand. And your family has to understand that. They have to be, you know, very understanding of you've got to take the time to work to be the best. Mm-hmm. And when you're, you know, when you're in those moments and those situations, it has to be all about you. But when you step back and away from that on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, you know, that's the time to build those relationships mm-hmm. and, and do for others. But like when it comes game time and game day, you've got to do what's right for you. Oh yeah. Mamba mentality that Kobe Bryant, I think said the best. He said, when I show up, when I step foot in that arena, I'm not Kobe Bryant no more. Right. I'm the Mamba. Mm-hmm. He, he turns, he has like a alter ego, I guess you could say. He turns into that guy that everyone loves about Kobe Bryant. But when he's home, he says, I'm Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant's married. Kobe Bryant has kids. He has responsibilities. So that's something, man, that I love tapping into. You know what I mean? What I love to think about is, you know Kobe Bryant was saying that when he was 19, 20 years oh, old. God. When he was 21, 22 years old. He was saying that, and people around him were saying, this guy's an idiot. Mm-hmm. Like, you're a freak. Shut up. You, you, you make no sense. And then those people are like, begging to hang out with him they they see that rise and i feel like everybody that's been on that level has went through that where people look at them and they laugh at them and they talk behind their back and they say can you believe can you believe that kobe kid what he says well then all of a sudden you have to believe it mm-hmm. um we live in that world there's people around us all the time there's people that are like i, I know people talked crap behind my back about well matt's gonna start a podcast well matt thinks he's gonna announce the pbr matt thinks he's gonna open a gym Mm -hmm. you damn right yeah um you know like andrew he thinks he's gonna be a world-class bull rider you know he thinks this he thinks that yeah yeah that's why those people they get made fun of until they work so hard that their dream becomes a reality Mm, it the first question is why and then later it becomes how that's right (laughs) <laughs> That's right. And not enough people ask how. No. That's the big problem we have. It's strange, man, because, like, I remember growing up, like, in the small town I grew up in, it's almost, you like, even t- to the, today, man, I have trouble telling people good news. Like, because, like, when I go to a certain area, you know, I know what they're doing every mm-hmm. day. They're doing that nine to five stuff, and I know they hate it. They know they hate it. And I feel like, when I come in, I don't, I don't want to tell like what I've done or what I got going on. And man, it's, it's hard because you want to, you want your friends and your family to feel what you're feeling. You want that for them as well. And man, it's, it's all, it goes back to like surrounding yourself with people who want to be motivated, who want to be successful. That's, I'm a big guy that I like talking about energy a lot. Yep. Like, yep. If you're around people who get energy, you're going to feed off on that energy. I think there's a fine line between humble and, and just, cocky uh i think it's a razor thin line so like for me that's why when we go to madison square garden or you know when we get that buckle at the world finals things like that i i'm quick to put it on social media and just thank god for the life i have but when i go home i don't know okay so we've got roommate dave that lives in our house he walked through the living room last night megan had it on ride pass on the tv in the living room and he goes is that Matt talking? And she was like, yeah. He goes, huh, sounds professional. He's never seen me work. He has no idea. We've been, friends. We've been friends for years. He has no idea like, like <laughs> what my life really consists of outside yeah. of Nowata County, Oklahoma. When I go to the gym, 
nobody knows you know like like they kind of know but like we don't ever talk about it i don't want to you know put it out there i know what you feel man like i remember when i had a shoulder surgery back to going to the thing about just having to work growing up i was in a sling man with my wife we were out there building fence I was out there with the T-Post drivers building fence, and then I went and got a job at the gym. Well, you know, when you show up to, you know, a job working in the gym, you're not wearing your cowboy hat or boots. You're in just your sweats. Dude, I worked there for probably my whole recovery, and no one knew. No one knew I was a bull rider. Really? Oh, dude. I remember we went to the bar, and I wore my whole, you know, get up, and they go, you're a cowboy? Huh. Did not see that coming. You know, Same for me. The funniest thing. When I'm at home, I'm in full gym mode, and it's gym shorts, tennis uh-huh. shoes, t-shirt, ball cap. Yes, sir. I mean, that's just that's it. That's that's what it is, and it stays that way. Um, you mentioned growing up a minute ago. Like, where'd you grow up? Seminole, Texas. I've said Seminole, Texas, no less than five, six thousand times. <laughs> where the hell is Seminole, Texas? Sure, you blink, you might miss it, man. It's. Out, it's right near. It's on the borderline of Hobbs, New Mexico, right near Odessa, Texas. Oh, so okay. I wonder. Maybe I've been out there. You probably have. Like I said, you blink, you'll miss it, man. I used to go to Texaco, New Mexico, a lot. You know, when it, when LJ lived out there, and so we would hit all those little West Texas towns mm-hmm. passing through. But how oh, big yeah. is it, man? It's it's grown a lot, man. Every time I go back, I'm, I'm living in North Carolina now. But every time I go back, it seems like it gets bigger, man. Like now we have hotels, different restaurant chains. Like yeah. it's it's com- it doesn't even look the same to me, man. To be honest with you, it, it's grown. It sounds like a big town to me. Oldfield old Town for sure. It's uh, let's just I gr- I graduated. We were at three A. That's what we called it. Right. Okay. So, so you probably had how many kids in your graduation? Two hundred, three hundred, maybe. Dude, that's stupid. That's huge. Yeah. When you say small town, no. You're thinking my wife graduated with five or seven. Really? Yeah. She was imperial. She graduated like. Less than 10, for the, sure. The last graduating class of Delaware High School, which is the town I grew up in, mm-hmm. um, had three people. <laughs> I, I left I left, I left. left that school, and I started a new school in the eighth grade, which was three towns put together. My graduating class had 69 kids, and I thought it was the biggest school on the planet. I, like, I just thought it was huge. I grew up... Dude, I grew up in a town of 300 people, you know? And, yeah. and so... When you go back to talking about, we've been to New York City, I've been to Australia, yeah. Canada, uh, all these different places. Man, I never thought I'd see outside a little Oklahoma, much less all this other stuff. Man, it's it's great. I, I guess I feel like I was in a small town because we were always in Odessa, and Odessa yeah. is like, it's known for being 6A and all that. But man, that is little. Wow. Yeah, when you start to put things in, you know, like relativity, it's it's different. You start to look at, I, I think everything's a big town that we go to. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Like right now I'm living in Winston-Salem, man. Yeah. It was like a damn city. Like what? So what was the what was the move? You you moved from Texas to North Carolina. Yeah, Talk so, me through that. Uh, I, around, um, it was actually my my first um, debut. It was Little Rock, Arkansas. I, I met a man named Max Maxwell and mm-hmm. Dave Harding, and they were agents. Well, really, Max Harding, he's a real estate investor. And man, I'm... Um, he looks like James Harden. Oh, man. <laughs> Max. Like, I wonder how many times he goes through the airport and somebody's like, James! I'm sure, man. That guy has some stories, man. He, I bet. Like, and I was a real big fan of Max Maxwell through uh, real estate investing. So, like, I'm a bull rider, man, but I feel like after bull riding, entrepreneurship all the way. I, I just love work. Cooper uh, Davis. 
first name that comes to mind. Oh man, I I look up to Cooper Davis a lot, man. Like he's so smart. Oh man, he, he no matter what that man touches, it's going to be winning. It's going to be great. Whatever he touches, he's going to win at it. But he's he's going to do whatever it takes. Whatever it takes, man. You know, him and his wife are are like they're such a a cool couple because they get something in their mind and they mm-hmm. do it. And see, this is what I love about like you, for example, man. Like we need more people like this. I think like people don't understand, man, how strong that cowboy mentality is and how it can right. transfer into owning a business, yep. entrepreneurship, whatever it is. Like I always tell people, yeah, man, when I'm done bull riding, I'm gonna be successful in the business field for damn sure. Yep. And they look at you funny, like, what do you know about business? I'm like, first of all, people don't understand, man. Like being on tour may not mean a lot. Like it's not a big deal. A lot of people. But where I grow up, no one knows what the hell PBR is, really. Right. No one understands. Like, man, for me to be here, it's there's a point in time where it was impossible in my mind. Yeah. And once I did get here and I became the person that I always visualize of becoming, I was like, wow, I did it. Like, I, I did what I thought that was impossible. Like, I almost mm-hmm. quit riding bulls. Right. Now I'm here. Now I got to keep doing great. But whenever I realized I was able to do that, what more can I can I do? Like, think about it, man. A bull rider, he bucks off. Get back on that bull. Yep. That is a stubborn ass mentality. You have to be. Yeah, I don't see how that wouldn't transfer in owning a business. Like, no, we're gonna get this some bitch running. Go back to what you said a minute ago, and the question is always, well, what do you know about business? Yeah. Here's the question you need to ask: What do you know about me? Because I know oh, that I'm man. willing to put in the work. I'm willing to learn everything I can to be successful. So stop asking what I know about this and start start thinking, what do we know about this guy? What's he willing to do to 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 make it work? That's the difference in the mentality. My my cousin, man, you gotta meet my cousin Harvey. He's a he's one of my mentors in life growing up. I looked up mm-hmm. to him. He says when he when he went in to like get a you know, apply for a job, he never gave him a he gave him a life resume. He yeah. walked in, there, he didn't even put the paper down. He said yeah, I could tell you at all the places I've worked and how successful I was at it. But let me tell you my life resume. Let me tell you what I took to get here where I am talking to you today. And, man, this guy, like, badass story, man. He pretty much raised himself. Like, I look up to this man a lot. That's, that's so, so cool. So back to, like, growing up, yeah, I was surrounded by people who just loved working, man. Like, that's where my foundation is. And I think that's why people... I mean, I, there's no in between. People either gravitate towards you or they run away from you. Mm-hmm. When you yeah. when you have that mindset, I, I think uh, there's a commercial on the TV right now. Michael Chandler, good oh, good buddy of mine. They, Love, you know him? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. oh huge Michael, fan, of Michael Chandler, bro. Dude, he he actually owned Bulls at one time. No. Yeah, so I'll get him on the podcast. Hopefully, he's the oh, UFC man. champion by the time this podcast drops. But damn, dude. Michael Chandler, I bring up because. When you talk about a guy that has the mindset of a winner, even when you don't get a victory, you still look like a winner. That guy has tapped into something so incredible that most people only wish they could get to. Works his butt off. But I bring all that up and the whole, you know, it's one way or the other. There was so much doubt when he was in Bellator before he made the jump to the UFC. I watched the press conference this week. People screaming his name, chanting UFC, 
Now there's so many people that believe in him that want to see him do successful. Like, like I get chills thinking about that. Like when people realize how hard somebody works, how, how willing they are to do whatever it takes, they either gravitate towards them and want to be a part of that or run the other way. Oh man. And it's, it's even like, for example, me and Kyle Jones were talking about this. He was like, sometimes when you're obsessed with being successful and working hard, you expect people to mm-hmm. be on your standard. Like I remember I had some buddies that, you know, they, they lived with me for a little bit. I couldn't stand them, you know, just seeing like sitting down or something, yeah. you know, like it's one of those things I have to remind myself, not everyone has the same goal as you. Not everyone has the same obsession as you. Right. It, it's hard, man. Cause you, you almost have to play with it. Like, like for example, you know, going back to my agent, you know, Oh Yeah. Man, yeah. we're going everywhere. <laughs> that's that's so that's our conversation. Yeah. Anyways, so you make the move from Texas to North Carolina. You okay. get on tour. Yeah. Like for example, um, I met Max Maxwell because I've always wanted to do something, you know, with real estate. So mm-hmm. I was a big fan of watching his YouTube stuff, and I told him, man, I just I'm willing to work for you for free for a whole month. I just want to learn. He looked at me and goes, you know what, man, just come up to North Carolina this weekend after the event and show you some stuff. So I'm pumped thinking, you know, I'm going to learn about real estate investing. I did a lot, a shit ton of, man, I'm, I can't wait to tap right. into the real estate world. But I learned that what they're doing there, man, is just brand building. Like how this man, dude, makes a, a living off of social media and what he can do with his name. And it's just amazing, man. So they asked me to be, you know, part of their team. And I was just like so thankful, man, like. That's so cool. It is cool. So, yeah, I moved up there, man, just to learn about real estate and, you know, how to take my brand to where it needs to go. Um, Zeke. Yes, sir. Zeke was, mm-hmm. was kind of the guy that, like, yeah, yeah, when Zeke, you first got here. Yeah, Zeke was, um, Max and Dave are, were Max's uh, agents. Yeah, they, Zeke's uh, agent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, sir. And then, um, I'm, you know, me and Zeke, we started traveling together and it just mm-hmm. worked out perfect, man. Like, I, I'm... Zeke has that mindset. Oh, man, he... Dude, it's Zeke's an interesting character, man. Yeah. It, it he's deep, man. I think people don't realize how deep he gets. Yeah, no, they don't. But like, like he, th- I think people see Zeke dancing and having fun and just laughing yeah. and cutting up. They see what they, they, they see, see what they see on the screen. Yeah, they don't see the Zeke that I see at you mm-hmm. know one o'clock in the morning, sitting in a corner somewhere, having this deep like life conversation yeah. about what's next and you know how we're gonna make this work mm-hmm. and. And just life and perspective. And that that's what I admire about Zeke, man. Like he he's really not afraid to just to be himself, man. Bingo. Like that that that's that's hard, man. Like I even myself, like I struggle with that because I don't know if it was the way I was raised or just well, No. I don't know what it is. It's reality. It's just crazy, man. Because you're looking at a guy that does the exact same thing. Still to this day, I've done eleven PBR World Finals and I still question, you know. Am, uh, you know, I, I don't know. Some days it's oh, like, and you're on a I, microphone in, so I, in, anywhere, yeah. like anywhere. Um, like I question a lot about myself, and man, should I put this out there? Should I not? But it's like I have a hard time being being who I know I am when you think people think you should be somebody different. Yeah, I, I, that was a really bad way of saying people expect things from you when you have a different perspective. You go with who you are 1,000% mm-hmm. of the time because those people, 
They're not going to understand it. They're not going to agree with it all the time. But what's even bigger than that, nobody cares what those people think. Mm -hmm. Because 10 years from now, are they going to still be around? Are they going to be doing what they're doing right now? I don't I don't want to be where I'm at 10 years from now. Mm-hmm. I want to be up the chain. Yep. Some way, somehow, some I want to be better 10 years from now than I am. I want to be better tomorrow than I am today. Oh, make up for the life that we were given, you know? That's right. Like we're, we're borrowing, essentially, man, we're borrowing time. Like it's, you get one life and, you know, but going back to working out, it's your temple. Like really in this world, you don't own anything. That's right. You, you still pay taxes on your house, your car, your land, whatever it is, you don't own it. What you do own is your body, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, I could be, I don't take care of my body as I should. Right. Nutrition wise, like, but man, something about, I love breaking my body down. To yeah. me, to, it goes, if you're into books, man, like I recommend this book to any young man growing up. Like I'm going to give this book to my kids when they reach a certain age, hard times create strong men. Man, it is, it's so crazy. Like, it goes back to what we're talking about, like, just a man. Like, a man has to have a purpose. Yeah. And if you don't have a purpose, that's when you die. That's when you fall. Yeah, you're wasting, you're wasting the life God gave you. Mm-hmm. We, we're, we're born different, man. Like, if, like, I'm not trying to be sexist or anything, but like a man, we're bio, biologically, blah, blah, blah. biologically, yeah, <laughs> biologically, build different man our bones are denser our skin is tougher we were born for rigid work exactly we were born for conflict rigid environments back in the day man men were surviving there wasn't no like oh let me chase my dreams no we have to survive times have gotten so comfortable man that i believe that young men today are losing they're losing sight of what it is to be a man and for me i'm very thankful of witnessing a, a hard, strong work yeah. ethic man, you know. And now I read this book. You gotta check it out. Hard times. I will. Hundred percent. Oh, man. I I agree with you. Uh, and I'm not saying that you know the whole. That's the big argument. You're, you're telling me that you know women can't do something a man can do. No, I'm telling you that, like you said, biologically we were made different for different purposes on this earth. It's that simple, and, and it's not. One's better than the other, or vice versa, but it's laid out for us how life is supposed to work. And we are supposed to be men. We're supposed to provide and take care of our families. Like, that's what we do. Back in the day, man, what did the men go out and do? Hunt. And you went to hunt. Hunt. Went out and hunt, man. You gather and you bring it back to the family. Exactly. You, you protect and watch over them. I'm not saying that, that, in no way, shape, or form does a woman have to stay at home and do all that thing. I love of uh, an independent. I married the most independent woman I've ever met in my life. Her and my mom are stubborn. Mm-hmm. If they can't sit still, um, they have to be working, and I love that. But at the end of the day, my wife loves me being a man too. Mm-hmm. You know, you and little things hold the door open for a lady. You know, oh yeah. Hey, let me help you get this. Let me do this. Let me help you. You know, yeah, that stuff. It's just how we're what we're supposed to do, man. Oh yeah, it just that that's what we're meant to do, man. Like, think this is like the mental thing that I do every day when I go to train, man. I remind myself, like I'm a man. Like this is what you're meant to do. Go out there and hunt, yeah. whatever it is, whether it's goals, whether it's responsibilities, hunt it down. Uh, we go back to um, 
growing up. When did the bull riding bug hit you? Man, I was very young. I remember I, I was probably three. Really? I, I watched the movie Eight Seconds. That's how everything started. Really? Yeah, man. But So no background in family? Like family nope, didn't rodeo or no, anything? No cowboys, nothing, man. Like my dad raised racehorses. I remember watching him growing up. Okay. But really, man. Like it was the movie. It's strange, man. Like you go to West Texas, like there's not really cowboys out there. I, I call them oil field cowboys. R- okay. You know what okay. I mean? Like they're everyone in West Texas, majority of people are hard workers. Yeah. They're out there working their ass off. They wear boots. They they'll wear a cowboy hat, but they're not the cowboy as in They're not in a, a saddle every day. Exactly. But I still see those strong working men as cowboys. So yeah. that that's the cowboys that I have in my mind. My reality is that that's yeah. cowboy. But yeah, man, I was three years old, watched the movie Eight Seconds, and I remember bouncing on the ball. My mom said I would ride the couch, ride everything. They took me to uh, the Seminole County Rodeo. I rode sheep. I was scared to death. They said I did not want to get on it. And <laughs> I, I remember most kids are that way. Oh, dude, I I've never been around it, man. It was so like to me, man. Bull riding is much more than just like riding a bull. Like it's where I gained my confidence. It's where I. Like, my, my parents were very overprotective. Like, my dad wanted me to be boxing. My mom didn't want boxing. For some reason, I don't know why the hell she wanted me to rodeo. Why? It's very why, strange, yes. Why dad wants you to box? Man, uh, my dad just loved boxing. His yeah. dad was, like, an amateur boxer. My dad was an amateur boxer. Like, I have cousins and uncles that do MMA. Like, one was going to I think he's in Bellator, or was. Um, yeah. Like, I just grew up from a family that loves fighting, man. Like, I remember growing up, like, that's all we wanted to do. All my cousins just, let's put the gloves on or let's just throw down. Really? Oh, man, yeah. Like, growing up in high school, we fought all the time, yeah. man. We used to, like, play around, put $5 on the side and just go body shots. Who gives up? <laughs> you get, that's, that's a whole, I mean, yeah, that's a whole different mindset. Yeah, that's how I grew up, man. And um, I started actually taking bull riding serious when I was eight. Um, I, my mom was finished in school. So from three to eight, I really had no connection with rodeo at all. And then, um, eight, I started riding and then I got really good. I remember my first year of riding, um, I won the finals that youth region finals my yeah. first year and PBR wasn't even, a an idea at the right. time I was just doing it cause I loved it. But man, yeah, that's how it took off. Like the movie eight seconds. But you got into boxing too. Yeah, like grow, grow, growing up, man, I was always in the gym. I was always in sports, and I remember I would drive to Odessa to go box, and then I would do MMA with my cousin. Like I was always training and doing other stuff on the side during the week. Yeah, like that's something I'm very thankful that my parents did for me. Like they were really heavy into extracurricular activities. But you never like really stepped in and had like no, a, a, an actual fight? Yeah, that's why I don't like... Like sanctioned fight, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I've sparred so many people, but I've never stepped into the octagon or the ring because that's why I don't call myself a boxer. I don't call... Right. I, I say I enjoy MMA training. Right. Because to me, man, to step in that ring and octagon, it's another playing field as you well. you think you would? I ain't gonna lie, man. This is... I've been talking to my wife about it. I said, babe, what if... After bull riding, I'd try to see how far I can go, like in boxing or something. I I'm there, man. I I I'm very I'm a very competitive person, man. And I feel like when bull riding's done in the future, I'm I'm gonna go crazy. I'm getting to this point in my life where it's like everything I think I want to do, I'm doing that. Yes, like like I'm, yes. I'm doing it. Because took me forever to get here, I, and I've talked myself out of so much. But the things I want to do, 
I'm, I'm going after them. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, man. Like I, I love that saying, choose the decision that scares you the most. Yep. That's right. And I'll tell you this, man, for like, for me, just thinking about like, like the reason why I love connecting bull riders to uh, fighting is because it's so similar, bro. It's like so very similar. Even the mental stuff yep. about it, like. Well, you have to believe you're the best. You have to. You have to believe you're the toughest guy that ever put on a pair of gloves. Mm-hmm. Whether you're That's boxing, right. if you're getting in a cage, the octagon, yep. whatever it is. Same thing happens with bull riding. In the arena, man. Yeah, that's right. Like, I love talking about it because, like, when you're going up to that buck and shoot, man, yeah, you may just see us all quiet, but there's a mental warfare going on in everyone's head, whether it's positive, whether it's negative, man. And you can see it. You can feel it in the yeah. locker room. You know, like, because you go to a torn pro, the environment's way different. Yep. Everyone's bullshitting. Everyone's laid back, having a good time. For some reason, you get on tour with UTB. Locker room's tense. Locker room's kind of edgy. Yeah. I mean, they're still bullshitting around. But why do you, Why do you think that is? What I mean, because and, and the reason I ask is because this is why we were in the locker room until almost midnight last night. Me and I'll, I'll say that me, Clint Atkins, my my partner on the announcer stand, Flint Rasmussen, Richard Jones, Brad Narducci, Cody Webster, we sat in the locker room forever last night talking about the differences between the journey to get here. And how different it is when you're here. And I'm wondering if it's that. It's got to be that way in every major league, whether it's baseball or boxing or fighting. When you get to that big stage, it's got to be different. Why Why do you think it is in bull riding in your locker room? Man, I, I can't speak for everyone. What I can speculate for me for sure is, man, it's just the opportunity that's ahead of you, you know, like that it's, it's a life changing opportunity. Mm -hmm. You know, you think about the money, you think about, you know, where it will put you, you know, whether it's standings, whatever it is, the opportunity is so large. You know what I mean? Like to to a lot of these guys, you know, that are on tour, they, they probably knew like, oh yeah, I'm going to be in the PBR since they're a kid. Yeah, you know, so that expectation, that belief in themselves is going to be much higher than someone who has no idea what the hell they're getting. Like I remember, man, like I didn't even know how to enter PBRs. Really, I remember my first year doing Torn Pros. Yeah. I didn't enter a Velocity because I didn't think I thought you had to be invited to. A velocity. Oh, really? That's why you I missed didn't out. On, you missed out on a lot of opportunities. Oh, oh the whole year of it, man. Just because yeah. I was so shy and I didn't want to look stupid and say, "Hey, man, how do I get on those Velocity events?" But now you're you're gonna ask the questions. You're gonna oh, seek now. the information. Not not you know in terms of that stuff, but that whole okay. Teach me how to do this. I don't. How mind, do I do this? I don't mind looking stupid now. Same. I don't mind. And I ask so many questions is because I feel like I missed out as a kid growing up on not asking those mm-hmm. questions. Isn't it weird though that, that like like you said we look at it as like looking stupid when you don't know the answer to a question. How the hell are you going to know the answer if you don't ask the question? Mm-hmm. You know, I remember as a kid being told countless times, like, there's no such thing as a stupid question. Mm-hmm. And then as we grow, human beings tend to think differently. And they think, well, I can't ask that because we worry about how we're going to look to other people. Mm-hmm. Look, I'm, I know I'm not the smartest guy in this room or that room or any other room. Mm-hmm. So... I do know that I want to learn. You got to ask those questions. No, it, and this is going back to like where I was raised. I noticed a, there's a large 
group of people where I was raised, man, they, if you ask them something, they didn't know it. They act like they did. They lie to you. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. So, like, growing up, man, you think about it, you're kind of hearing a lot of just bullshit. Yep. <laughs> like, yep. like, I remember one of my buddies told me, I remember we were working out there and someone needed someone needed to drive the front end loader. And they were like, hey, who could drive front end loader? He goes, yeah, I can do it. I can do it. He goes up there. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like straight out of the announcer playbook. Oh, man. Hey, what about this? Oh, you know, that boy, he's going to jump out there, turn back, <laughs> flip it. They don't know. Yeah. I, I, I uh, promise you I've been in rooms and not even that long ago where somebody would say, hey, I rode this bull back in such and such. Oh, is that that big... Big horn, black bull. Well, no, it's a little bitty spotted muley. <laughs> uh, completely different. Yeah, but it's it's funny how some people just do that. They don't care. Oh, they just yeah, want to look man. smart. Mm-hmm. And I, I had to learn growing up, like who's actually full of shit or who's actually knows what they're talking about. I'd rather look like a complete dumbass and be smart. Yeah, exactly. Than look smart. Oh yeah, man. I'd, and you know, when I was in high school, growing up, I had to learn that. Like, yeah. I'm not gonna lie, man. Like, there's times like I rode when I was in high school rodeo, man. The the meant I was an arrogant kid for damn sure. Really? Oh yeah. In high school, I was very arrogant. Huh? Yeah. I don't. I, Why? Just because? I could. Because you were tough. I could fight. I was strong. I rode bulls. Yeah. I felt like I. I remember, man. I was trying to fight guys as a freshman in high school. Different person for sure, bro. Really? I, yeah, man. Life humbled me. I I moved away at 18, and life humbled me real quick. Why'd you move away? Just because? I wanted to, I feel like, I feel like in a small town is just very small minded. I feel like, you know what I mean? Like. I I do. And I knew that it's almost God was calling on me. And it's so cool, man, because like, like I said, I grew up in a very structured, strict home. Mm-hmm. I moved nine hours away to Wharton County, Texas. Like, it's like letting a dog off a leash, man. I went wild. I, I got humbled. I, I love that you said like small town, small mindset, and and there's nothing wrong with that. No, it, it's it's uh, it's simple. It's that's why. And, I, and I like I love that, and I love going home. I love my people. I personally have a different brain. My brain wants. My brain sees. So much different, so much bigger. Do you ever think you're crazy sometimes? Every day yes. of yes, my bro. life, I ask my I wife. I think I'm like, crazy. I ask my wife, "Does that sound okay to you?" And she'll just kind of shake her head, smiling. Every <laughs> day of my life, I think you have lost your mind today, thinking you can do this yeah. or that. Uh-huh. But then, and this is where who you surround yourself is so important. My parents always told me I could do anything I wanted to do. My parents always supported me in everything everything i've ever wanted to do that was important to me same here but then i married a girl that is just like i am like that's what you want to do let's do it because there's no reason to live a life where when you get to the finish line you look back and go man i wish i'd have went that path that path i wish i'd have tried this i wish i'd have tried that and now it's too late I don't want to be that guy ever. I would rather strike out knowing that I took the bat and stood at the, at the plate mm. than, you know, just wishing I'd have got out of the dugout. Oh, yeah, man. Just giving it all you got. That that That's what I think about all the time, man. Like, whatever I'm going for, give it all you got, man. Like, 
I'm very, it's on, like back to where we're talking about how God just gravitates people to you. Like I'm about to go to this amazing camp called the Ride on Faith Camp. I don't yeah. know if you heard of it. Yeah. Man, that camp is one of my foundations. I got baptized there. It That's my, like it's almost home. Where Everybody every, says the same thing. Oh my gosh, man. It's, you gotta go. You yeah. gotta go. Super man. positive. It's life changing, man. Like I can't, I, I can't even talk about it. Like right. how life changing it is. You gotta go. That's, that's so cool. Um, you said a minute ago you you like breaking your body down. Yeah, <laughs> dude, you've broke your body down a lot since the first time we met. Yeah, man. I, I mean, like you look, you look so different physically. Appreciate it, brother. And and, and yeah, you know, I mean that as a positive thing. Oh yeah. When we met, I'll never forget this because you're you're literally the only person in the Denver Coliseum that had any idea what I was talking about. I heard, I remember, it. I heard it when I was taking my rap, too. I remember, <laughs> I remember Flint Rasmussen going, what, what is that even? What? <laughs> um, but I said it. We were in Denver. I had just worked out at Armbrust where Phil Heath works out. Uh, and like I just thought it was, I don't know, it was weird because I had Phil Heath on the brain because I was uh, like, man, I just met Mr. Olympia, you know, yeah. all that stuff. And I was like, this guy looks like a miniature Phil Heath. He's jacked. I mean, he's got muscles everywhere. Uh-huh. And no one got you're the it. only yeah, one I was that the understood only, what yeah, I was talking I about. I, I chuckled when I was taking my rap. I was like, and then when I got home. I was like, yep, I'm pretty sure me and him are the only ones that got it. That's right. Mm-hmm. Nobody else understood. Yeah, no. But like, I knew that that world was important to you. I knew that you put the time in. But oh, yeah. you look completely different now. I had to, man. It's you look back at the things you did when you were younger and you're like, why was I going that route? I have to believe it was something that I needed. You know what I mean? Like God had me going through that route for a reason. I had to learn something. In in what way? Just getting stronger, getting bigger, trying to put muscle on? Yeah. So like, check this out. So in high school, I was doing boxing, swimming, powerlifting, you know, I had buddies that didn't do no sports at all. That took steroids, their right. bodybuilding. You know, I had so many people like in different areas that did fitness around me. So I was just dabbling in everything, you know, except steroids, except steroids. Yeah. Same. Like, honestly, man, like I'm not, this is what I will say about steroids. I don't want it in sports, but th- they're a lot more beneficial to you than I, people think. I completely get the whole healing aspect of it and mm-hmm. the way that you know it positively benefits your body. Mm-hmm. And if you're using it for a healing agent, I completely I have no problem. Look, I don't have problem with people doing it in bodybuilding. Mm-hmm. I don't like it in sports. Yep. I mean, not that bodybuilding is not a sport, but that that's a whole different path you'd have yeah, to go down. You have to to really talk it. about that. Mm-hmm. But I don't I don't want to see my baseball players jacked up on steroids. I mean, but do I think it helps? I, I think it helps in recovery. I don't think it helps you hit a baseball. That's why I always say it. You can get a bull. You could put him in a stall. If you don't feed that bull, you don't work that bull. That's right. He ain't going to be this PBR bull that you're hoping for. The same with a human. Yeah, exactly. If you don't feed your mind, if you don't you know, train your brain, if you don't physically get in the gym, you're not going to be able to do the things you want to do. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's easy. Anyways, so I'm, I'm I'm dabbing into all this fitness, man, and I was walking around. I stayed 130, 140, man. Between Which, how the, tall are you? Five foot five. Five five, one forty. One forty, yeah. So I was chiseled, staying between that area. 
And then when I got out of high school, you know, I wasn't as strict on my diet. I was drinking more beer, you know, partying than the college lifestyle. That's what I've heard anyways. Yeah. <laughs> Eating pizza, you know, like, I, and I was still working out. I was still killing in the gym. It was bulking season. Oh, I didn't know I was bulking. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't understand, yeah. like, how nutrition was such a a vital, you know, thing and, you know, fitness. So important, man. I think because, you know, when I was in high school, I was doing all these sports. I was just burning. just Your metabolism, just going yeah. overdrive oh, all the yeah, time. Oh, yeah, man. So when you get in college and you're not doing all those things you're used to doing and eating the same mm-hmm. amount, yeah, and, and you add lifting weights to that, you're going to get big. Yeah. I went from, I graduated 148 high okay. school. My freshman year of college, I was 180. Dang. Yeah, man, I got big fast. You, you got to 180? Very uh, at 55 in a matter of like months, man. Like sounds, my body responds to weights very good. Like I uh my body responded to pizzas very yeah. well. <laughs> I went from 198 or yeah, I, you know, I when I graduated, I I went anywhere from like 195 to like 202, 203 when mm. when I was in high school, right? My senior year of high school. Um I went from say 195 to 298 oh shit and i had never been in the weight room like i had never been in the gym so there's over 100 pounds of just cheetos and pizza and candy and naps on the couch and sleeping all day and you know the stupid stuff like wasting i wasted so much of my life i i get frustrated at how much of my life that i wasted doing those things but I'm also very glad because they were valuable in where I'm at today. Mm-hmm. You learn from those things. Yeah, and that's why I keep trying to learn, man. Like it's it's kind of crazy because even like in t- like today, nutrition is still part of my lifestyle. Right. It's still part of my obviously a big part. Yeah. With, with the changes you've made. Yes, yeah, sir. Like I, for me, dropping 180 to now, I'm 150. Goal is to be 140 again. It's it's crazy, man, just how important nutrition is. Not just physically, but mentally. Like, I was talking to a guy, uh, Lou Trishan. He's yeah, with the Western Sports. Yeah, Lou. Yeah, man. Yeah. The the way he talks about nutrition is, I, I love it. It's, I got to get that guy on the podcast. You got to, man. It's he, I love how it's, it, for him, it's more about the mentality side of it. You know, just being, how do you feel mentally? And, and the relationship that we have with food. Mm-hmm, exactly. you know, I'll never forget when he sat in that room and that's that's how he started. It was like, you know, the relationship we you have to have a healthy relationship with food and you know, I just Yeah, I it found all goes out, back to the way your brain works, man. Oh yeah, I found out I was emotionally tied to food. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, me too. I still am. Oh yeah. A lot. Apparently I have some emotions that really really start to connect with the Italians because oh. I like their food <laughs> I a love lot. It, man. Oh yeah. It's funny because I always tell my buddies like if I buck off we're eating dinner that night. It's like, <laughs> let's go eat some food. I need some comfort. Yeah. But when you ride and you're freaking 90, hell no, nah, we don't need no food. <laughs> yeah, no, let's just keep going. Keep doing yeah, whatever we've been doing. Keep doing whatever we're doing. Whether that's playing chess at the hotel or going to the bars, man. Do you have like superstitions like that? Like things that you have to do or? Um, no, man, really. I like to believe that I kind of make my own luck. I kind of, yeah. I'm a big believer in my perception is my reality because I'm the one that has to deal with that at the end of the day. And that could come across weird to some people. I'm really bad with explaining how my mind thinks, right. no, no, but no. that's, that's really what I think of. But I think people that really get into their thoughts 
have a hard time expressing the yeah. way it works and they're oh yeah man. i mean you'll hear me all the time yeah yeah, yeah. i'm trying to figure out how everybody can understand what i'm thinking right now i'm one day i'll master it one i day. i don't know that i ever will because i don't know that everybody is geared the way some people are yeah that, that is true <laughs> what i'm starting to realize is it's okay for people to not understand the way we think mm-hmm. but that's that's not my fault I mean, oh, it's yeah. not my loss mm-hmm. i'm okay with it oh yeah what's next shoot man plan on whooping one down tonight there you go that's the goal there you go Yes, sir. It's the goal every day. Oh, yeah, man. It's got to get back on those daily goals. You have no idea how much that like made an impact in my life, man. That's that's so cool to me because I just I love that. Because I just saw it as work. Like I just saw it as I have to do this. And it's now, a checklist, man. And now it's like I get to do this. Yep. I get. Oh, man. Dude, I'm going through the same thing. We all wanted to get to a certain place and then we've got to appreciate it, but not get comfortable. And not be content. There's, there's always a next level. I don't know where that next level is is at right now. I don't. I don't have any idea where that next step for me personally is. Mm-hmm. I can tell you what I think your next step is. I think your next step is show up. You know, you you show up this year in Las Vegas World Finals, the first one you get to compete at. You do that. Oh, then and- what's next? Well, for me, I can tell you. Okay, there's a gold buckle made by Montana Silversmith that sets there in Vegas at the end of 2022. Yes, sir. That's your next step. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking right now, where's where's that next step going to happen for me? What what what's next? You know, mm-hmm. I think you always have to be looking forward. I, I think questions are good, man. Like I, I read in the Bible once that a wise man thinks a lot about death. He thinks a lot about what's coming, man. Like I, I have a lot of questions, like all the time like what's next what's next because every day really is a surprise to me it really is oh way deep way deep oh man i'm i'm a very deep person i I know that (laughs) and and here's the good news like we're we can do this once a month you and i could sit down and have have the same type of conversation but it completely down a different road Mm -hmm. you know um that's there's there's some of you guys that like i just i love doing this with you zeke's one of those guys again Mm -hmm. you know we sat and talked on the podcast zeke wants to go be a rapper or wants to be a you know a Uh, a singer wants to put out an album he even talked about getting into movies and and that's what he wants to do Mm -hmm. and i say hell yeah i'm one of the few people that isn't gonna laugh at him Mm -hmm. because he has these dreams that this world doesn't think is a reality. I'm going to be the guy that wants to show up there at the premiere and like be like, I know that dude, and he's a badass. He worked his butt off to get here. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm, I'm a fan. Oh yeah, man. It's going back to what we we're talking about. Just whatever comes to your mind, do it. That's how Zeke thinks. I want to be an actor. I want to yep. be a singer. Yeah, do it, do it. The only limitations we have are the limits we put on ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know. You ever think those ideas are God? speaking to you all the time that's how i see it all the time like 100 percent, all the time and there's it goes back to we don't realize how strong we are as human beings Mm -hmm. god realizes how strong we are and god expects us to believe and have faith in him that we're strong enough to handle these situations Mm -hmm. now whether that's a negative or a positive it could be a business venture We'll talk ourselves out of chasing our goals in business time and time again because we're scared of the outcome. 
we're scared of failure. What we have to realize is failure is a part of life. It's a growing experience and an opportunity to learn. But when you have enough faith, God will figure out a way to provide. Mm-hmm. It might not be that business. If I would have opened my gym and it would have fallen flat on its face in the first six months and I've and I would have went so far in the hole that I had to say, okay, I tried it. I'm out. That doesn't mean give up on the next business. Mm-hmm. It just means learn from this how to better yourself the next time around. But don't stop chasing your goals. Don't mm-hmm. stop chasing your dreams. That's stupid. Yes, sir. If if you're not willing to try to be the things you wanted to be, you are an idiot. I I, I believe that. I'm and I'm sorry if the, if somebody's listening right now and said, "Well, I mean, that's just not uh, no. You're stupid if you're not trying to be the best version of yourself that you can be." It's. I remember I I heard this quote. It was saying how like it's an insult. It's an insult to yourself. It's an insult to the people that believe in you. It's a slap in the face to God. Is the way that I look. Exactly. at Exactly. You know, I was gonna say the same thing, man. Like God knew you before you were born. That's right, man. He knew what was gonna what you were capable of. You know, and for for me, when I quit on myself, I feel like I'm quitting on you know just everything. A thousand man. percent. And he made us all different for a reason. Like that, questions, man. I'm telling yep. you, questions. As I have a lot of those. <laughs> Same, and I can't wait. Like I, we'll never get all the answers in this lifetime, but someday we'll know all the reasons oh, why. Man. You need to hop in on a conversation with me and Kyle. Like Kyle yeah. knows the book real well, you oh, know. Yeah. And me, I have a lot of questions. We'll get into diving into so many things about the Bible, and they're interesting conversations, man. It's not like you going said, to church. You said earlier you had kind of different like thoughts about you know religion and the bible what, yeah. what did you mean man you know um i'm a big believer that in some way shape or form i think it's all connected i think everything that the humans like species has said i think it may have happened like and i can go into this man like for example greek mythology you know a lot of people were like praising beside and zeus you know all those right myth- was that the word yeah. Mytho- yeah, yeah, yeah. Mythological? What is no, it? mythology. Greek mythology. mythology. Yeah, Greek mythology. Well, the, I'm an announcer. Words are my things, bro. Oh, I got it. <laughs> I'm bad with You it. ride the bulls. I'll, I'll bring up the words. <laughs> well, man, I'm like, it says in the Bible, you know, when the devil left earth, he brought one third of the angels with him to be gods among, you know, men. And to me, when I heard that, I was like, oh, whoa. And it says that these fallen angels couldn't, um, they had to have sex with uh, humans. Right, it says this in the Bible, and people can look at it, man. <laughs> like I'm not even joking. Yeah. Like it literally says that that they would have sex with humans, and that the humans had what you call um, their half human, half fallen angel. You know, and that they right. were back in the day. It says there were giants. You know, well, Greek mythology talks about demigods. Yeah. You know, and I feel like everything that humans have written down, the Mayans, the pyramids, mm-hmm. aliens. I think it all is connected to Believe religion. Believe in aliens? 100%. Yeah? 100%. Oh, yeah, they're real, man. Like, do you think they're here? you think they're on another planet? I think, man, honestly, um, I think they're already here. I think they've been here. People- I do, too. I think, nah, I started to go hardcore political. I'll just leave that one. Um, but you know the earth is round, right? Oh, yeah, the earth okay. is round. I, I'm not a flat earth here's, believer. Here's, here's, here's a hard corner that we're going to make. And and I don't know personally what I think about it, but like 
the whole dinosaur thing. When I was a kid, I knew dinosaurs existed and, and roamed the earth. Then I got to a point where I was like, there's no way. That, that only happened in movies. I don't know anymore, man. Man, it's you've listened to Joe Rogan a lot, haven't you? All the time. He has some interesting people that speak on there, man, that pretty much dinosaurs were... We don't really know how dinosaurs looked. We just have a, a theory. It's a really good point. We just... Somebody's mind created these oh, yeah. mythical creatures, and that's what it became. Mm-hmm. Like um, they're saying, how like they haven't really found all the pieces to a dinosaur, the bones. But where do all these big skeletons come from? They they said that the guy was pretty much explaining how okay, this is similar to this bone of this dinosaur. Right. It has to have some correlation with it. I'll have to... I need a dinosaur specialist or a dinosaur expert. Yeah, man. That's, I have so many questions. Yeah, I wish I could explain it better. I'm butchering it, man. But all that stuff, man, I'm deep into. That's that's so wild, man. Well, did you see that the... I believe it was the... Damn, I have it here on my phone. I screenshotted it. Uh-oh. It was the New York Times. What's the biggest like newspaper? I don't, one of those, yeah. Well, they put it out, man, that... UFOs are real. Yeah. So, Did you see that? So it, it it came out not too long ago, and I think it was an American Airlines pilot. Did you see that? Where like they they saw something through the window of the 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 flight deck, and and it was like something they couldn't explain or whatever it was. But I think like the actual definition of UFO, obviously unidentified flying object. There's I think there's a lot of things that the government has flying around that we don't know about. I mean, you think about drones. Mm. You go back five, ten years ago, drones weren't really, like we didn't even know what a drone was ten years ago. And now drones are, you can buy a drone from Walmart that you can put in your pocket to take pictures with and fly it around. I think drones have been around for a long time. I mean, obviously the military has has Mm. toyed with them and different things. Um, My mind goes to, are they... Are they continuing to produce things like that? Does Elon Musk have a different little warehouse where he's got like little flying ships that float around that we just, we aren't made aware of yet? I don't know, man. I think it's cool how like, if you notice like recently, man, our technology has advanced so fast. Like they always bring like our cell phone has more in it than what they had to send someone on the moon. You remember that big old like computer they had? Yeah. It's like fills up a whole wall. Yeah. We have more technology in our phone than what they sent someone on the moon with. Isn't that crazy? Here, so Ethan, my my buddy Ethan Brown, just hanging out in the room here, he just sent me a link, and it says, Defense Department confirms leaked video of unidentified aerial phenomena is real. They're real. See, man, right there. Check this out. The Pentagon confirms UFO video is real. Yes. That's what I was trying to think of the Pentagon release. Taken in 2019 are indeed legitimate images of unexplained objects. The only problem I have with this, man, this goes deep, taken by by the Navy, taken by the military. So the Navy photos and videos published by Mystery Wire, Extraordinary Beliefs website, whatever. But yeah, this this article says that the Pentagon confirms that they're real. The only problem I have with this article is is from CNN.com. And I don't know that I believe anything comes from CNN. Uh, Hashtag fake news. I don't know, man. 
Maybe they're you, trying to keep us distracted. Maybe, maybe they're trying to throw curveballs at us. Yeah, I could get into that too, man. <laughs> I could get into, into talk- politics. It's entertainment for me. Yeah, it's inter- it's strictly entertainment. Yeah, it's not strictly entertainment for me because I think there is a uh, there's a huge amount of consequences that come with like with my, politics. Like my values yep. are more leaning conservative. Yep, but you know I'm just. I feel like, you know, there's they're going to make the decisions they want, you know. Like, I remember I, I heard this, and it was so it spoke to me. It said, to get a child to drink milk, you do not ask that child if they want milk. Yeah. You ask that child, do they want milk in a red cup or a blue cup? That's right. Because they have the illusion of thinking they have choice. But in reality, they're still getting milk. So you have to get a vaccination or wear a mask. And it's I go with C, none of the above. Yeah, man, it's... To me, you know, you we've had cancer, we've had AIDS, diabetes, all these horrible illnesses, and now they're forcing a cure or a, a res- yeah, you know. A, we come up with a vaccination in no time. Yeah, like man, I'm I'm a big I'm not a big advocate for Western medicine, man. I'm really into like natural, natural, man. I feel like God gave us everything on this earth to, like, and I'm very fortunate enough. I don't get sick, bro. Like, but you take care of your body, man. And I, I, I dabble in things. Like I ordered some herbs from like, I think it was China or Japan. Yeah, and it was supposed to help like with sleeping in your dreams. That's what it was gave to back then. Like they would give people because back then they believed that your dreams were your subconscious speaking to you. Yeah, and I have wild dreams, and I always feel like, man, are my dreams speaking to me or something. Right. So I literally went and bought this stuff just to see if it helped. Did it? I didn't feel nothing from it. You know what does help me? Driven. Dri- like oh, dri- the, the CBD, like oh, legit. Yeah. Especially, mm-hmm. and you know, we had this conversation last night when we were going through Snowpocalypse 2021 and, you know, and all the icy roads and everything down in Texas when I was driving to Del Rio, I, I got real bad anxiety mm. and grabbed the old C- CBD and, and, you know, a few drops of Driven under the tongue. Oh, yeah. Leveled me out. And I was good to go. And what I, I love about it is, like, it's natural. There's no THC. There's mm-hmm. It's not. For me, it was so hard to get by that whole stigma of of CBD being a quote-unquote drug. Yeah, drug is such know. a broad. It's, it's Advil. Caffeine. Ibuprofen. Yeah. I mean, it's all a drug. Mm-hmm. Sugar. Oh, yeah. I would call sugar the... I would call sugar a worse drug than most, most of the stuff that you, yeah. you take. Try taking out sugar a week. And like, it's, li- like really dive in. Like don't, don't, I'm talking your food. I'm like, this is what like people who actually watch their nutrition do a tea. Yep. When you deprive yourself from sugar, man, you feel like a heroin. Like, I don't know what a heroin addict will feel I like. I don't but, either, man. But, but, I th- but that's like- what I feel. Dude, when I was on that uh, nutrition deal that Louie gave me, mm-hmm. man, I was... All I could think about was sweets. Yep. All I could think ice cream. That's man. me. I was in a grumpy mood, man. I, I would. It turned me into just because I didn't realize that take. It was the first week taking literally no sugar at all, not even fruits, because fruits have sugar. Right. Yep. Man, it's it was hard. Your body, like, yeah, people don't realize how dependent we become on certain things, just because it's what we've we fed our bodies this whole time and. Like I, I drink caffeine every day, man. Like I have to have really? caffeine through my yeah, man. It's one of those things that 
when you talk about a drug, caffeine's mm-hmm. a drug. The only caffeine I get is is from the little bit of you know pre workout I'll take. That's what whatever it is. whatever's in that you know pre workout. That's that's the only caffeine I get during the day. Man, that's yeah. Pretty much pre-workout. That's why there's a case of water that sets with me everywhere I go. Stay That's hydrated. all I drink. I drink water. Good. I try to eat right. Um, and I'm like you. Like, fortunately, like it's worked out for me. I think if you take care of your body, one of the biggest fundamental problems we have in society right now, you know, we deal with so much sickness, but nobody wants to talk about prepping your body to handle these situations. Mm. Nobody, everybody wants to, well, we're going to give away free donuts and free beer and you know, this and that for you to go take this shot or whatever. Here's an idea. How about we talk about, let's get some more vitamin C. Let's get some more vitamin D. Let's get some B12 in the morning. Let's, let's you know, let's start to put the right things in our body. Let's not postpone the problem. Let's fix it. Because that's, man, like, we're probably, I don't know if I should be talking about this, but that's how right. I feel, man. Right. Like, like if you look at the, you look on television right now, what do we got as commercials? You have Pizza Hut, Domino's. And then what do you have right after Floods that? Floods our faces, man. And then what do you have right after that food? Do you have this? Yep. Do you have this disease? Of course I do. Of course. Because yeah. you're eating what they're throwing at your face, man. Like, I, I'm a firm believer that the television is trying to, like, subcon- Evil, dude. Dude, it's TV's not good. evil, man. It's not good, man. Like, <laughs> oh, man, there's, there's a lot I could talk about it, man. Uh, yeah same same and and we're gonna have to go down that path someday yeah we but. have to man because i once i started getting away from screens when i really just started like i I picked up meditating yeah i would never med. i used to think it was for like weirdos like look at that, look at that hippie meditating yep. or something yep. you know now i do it it's part of my lifestyle now really yeah oh yeah like Everything. every day or just man i'm not on it as i should you. but it's more of during the week going up to the weekend because like Monday through before I take off for a PBR, I'm structured, I'm disciplined, I'm right. doing all these tasks. But then the weekend comes, I treat it as if leisure. Yeah. You did everything you were supposed to do. You put in the work. Mm-hmm. Now it's time to just have fun, enjoy the moment, enjoy the, everything about it. Yeah. And I, th- I think that's a great way to look at it. Like work your ass off to get where you need to be. But don't get so focused on the work that you stop having fun. Mm-hmm. And that's something we talk about a lot in this sport, which is weird yeah. to a lot of people because it's the most dangerous sport in the world. Mm-hmm. How do you make it fun? How do you not be so serious? But mm-hmm. but you guys are wired in a sense that like you have to have fun. Mm-hmm. You have to enjoy what you do. Oh, yeah. And it's crazy because, you know, they always tell you, don't just have fun, man. Just have fun. Yeah. We know to have fun. But, man, it's this way I like to this is how I say it. When you are at the where you've worked to get to, mm-hmm. and an opportunity is there that could change your life, kind of it, it's hard to have fun, you yeah. know, because you've worked for everything. You know, you become almost so focused, you overtry, you try right. too hard. It's a lot harder than people think just having fun, you know. Mm-hmm. And the days I ride good is when mm-hmm. I figure out how to tap into that having fun, that childlike mindset. Yep. Just enjoying being here and having fun. Keys to success. Dream big. Chase those daily goals. Enjoy the process. That's right. Like, I mean, I mean, it's that simple. When you really think about it, like, it's hard-ass work. But it's a pretty simple ideology, mm-hmm. I think. Um, yeah. All right, social media. Where can and, everybody follow? Oh, yeah. Instagram, Andrew Alvidrez. I got a YouTube channel, Andrew Alvidrez PBR. Hashtag goal chasing. 
yeah i i was i was gonna bring up the youtube channel because yeah. i think that um i think that's i'm here's my big brother advice i think that's something you really really need to start putting more emphasis on because the conversation we just had right now mm-hmm. um your mindset your work ethic is what the world needs thank you brother. more people need to hear that we're supposed to work hard we're supposed to want to be great oh yeah that's man. just my opinion like everything we talk about, it's just our opinions. I don't know if we're right. Yeah, I think we are, but who knows? No, man. I I read this quote. It said, "The enemy, the enemy of intelligence is not being foolish. It's the illusion of intelligence." Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> so you think you know something? And it's That's like right. You probably don't. You know yeah, what I mean? Who knows? Who knows? We'll all find out someday. Yeah, but uh, just straight up Andrew Alvidrez on Instagram. Yes, sir, Andrew okay. Alvidrez. All right, I I never know anybody's handle. Yeah, like everyone has it different, man. Now you uh, have to add numbers. I know it's, <laughs> it's crazy. Um, anything else you getting into? Shoot, man, just goal chasing. That's okay. what I'm doing every day. Whether it's daily goals, monthly or yearly, we're okay. goal chasing. That's man. That's the name of the game. I appreciate it. Um. Thanks for taking the time. I know it's kind of spur of the moment. We've say spur of the moment. We've talked about this for yeah, a year I and a half, man. but uh, <laughs> I'm glad we did this, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, man. I had a great time. Can't wait to do another. We'll do it again. Hell yeah, brother.